Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Odd Chopper channel coming to you with another edition. Well, ladies and ladies, likes and likes, hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. It goes a long way for me on this video. It goes a long way for you. That way you become a prize whenever great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods. I am very, um, the word isn't overexposed. Because again, I, you always bet within your means, you know, if you're 21. You know, if you've got a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. But as I was looking at the board, uh, I got a little bit nervous considering we had Darius Gar uh, Garland downgraded to questionable. And the 13 and a half, obviously, was something that just stayed there the entire day as a result of that Q tag. And, well, the perceived minutes limit. He played 20 minutes here. There's six minutes left in the third quarter. So he's already played 20. He's probably going to play 26, 27 if this game stays competitive. But it's 98, 82. He has 11 points in those 20 minutes. So pretty much exactly what I was getting at. Please play one more rotation. That's all I'm getting at. And please get us three more points the rest of the way. Six minute mark in the third quarter. But anywho, we're going to talk about 365, which is officially live in the great state of Arizona. Oh, I love it so much, everybody. Bet 365 now available there for you. You can sign up down below, bet $5, get 150 in bet credits. Also, Indiana, uh, you just got it as well here pretty recently. So you can sign up for that down below. It's if you're 21 and over. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1 800 Gambler. I just did that twice in an intro in less than a minute and 30 seconds you know what we got to speed it up then seven games to get to here i have a lot of plays on this card like more than the average bear five of seven where i've got to play that is pretty good actually uh, i don't know it's about normal maybe i don't know i already feel pretty good about this slate so producer jacob let's get to the picks our day begins in Indiana once again. Bet 365, good stuff. Houston plus seven taking on Indy in this spot. The big news on the Houston side, no Fred Van Vliet. You also have no Tar Eason, and I like him very much. But no Fred Van Vliet really matters. I think Amon Thompson has a chance to start here, and I'm curious to see where the books end up dropping his props there. He's looked better and better and better as this season's gone on. Pretty much the exact opposite. Everybody came out of the gate Talking about his brother up in Detroit. And, well, he can't even find minutes from time to time. So it's been tough sledding. You know what's also nice? We haven't had Detroit on the Monday or the Tuesday slate here. Huh. Sure, Wednesday, Thursday, they're just going to play a million days in the next couple of days. But, anywho, we're looking at Houston. And no Fred Van Vliet is definitely going to create just some interesting value if the books kind of... I doubt we're going to get Amon Thompson props ahead of time, but we'll see. Cam Whitmore has been incredible off the bench, too. Really enjoyed that young kid's game, so just throwing it out there as well. In an up-tempo spot, curious to see where these points prop on those two specifically show out because, well, let's be serious. Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, Shangoon, the Normies, they're going to be through the roof. And Dylan Brooks, I would never bet in a million years to do anything other than, like, piss off LeBron James. I would bet him on he will do that he he does do that anywho the indiana side of this one this is uh fascinating as well because tyrese halliburton back in the starting unit again there was one spot on a back-to-back -back where they wanted to limit his minutes and they wanted him to close because they kind of screwed up his minutes on the front end of that one 
before because like again you want Tyrese Halliburton on the floor when the game gets uh in question there he is questionable himself for injury management but I think these are just kind of standard run-of-the-mill type tags here we'll see what else ends up coming to fruition with some of these other Q tags you have well specifically Jalen Smith he's the only one that actually matters there but that'll kind of reduce the front court there at Indy but as I look at the board for this one, it is so clear-cut for me. You take Fred Van Vliet off, you're playing 24-ish minutes max for Tyrese Halliburton in some of these spots, and Buddy Heald has been sent to the Shadow Realm to a certain extent, although he'll have to be out there just chucking and not playing defense, so, well, he'll get out there and chuck and not play defense, but Pascal Siakam, Miles Turner. This is a Houston team as well, on the front court. They're decent enough defenders there on the Indy side, even though the pace has been there, and you take Halliburton off the floor and you Again, very limited minutes. I think 237 is a pretty large number considering this pace statistic that you have coming in from the Houston side. So for me, for my dollar, no thank you. Another middle of the road there in pace, but you got the defensive rating up, up, up there. Jabari Smith and freaking, of course, Dylan Brooks defensively made fun of him for like being Draymond Light there with the backpack and shooting terribly, but he's been better. Anyway, I like the under. That's what I was getting at this entire time. 237, too much, too much. Half unit on the down. On the down. Yeah, both these teams are playing right now, Dallas and Brooklyn. But I got to throw this out there because, again, I've been pretty spot on with some of the analysis on these spots where we haven't had lines drop. And not to toot my own horn, but trying to be ahead of the curve. I think there is a very, 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 very strong possibility that Dallas doesn't have Luka Doncic or Kyrie Irving for this basketball game. I'm not saying it's a guarantee because they're in the middle of a war right now with Philly. You've had foul trouble for Luka. They're not limiting his minutes. It's just the fact that he was in foul trouble there in that first half. You're probably not going to see him play 44 minutes tonight here by any means, but it is 69-68 here in this third quarter, and... I got to think just you need to have one of them. They would love to have one of the two out there for sure, but... God, it is just one of those very difficult spots for me. Josh Green's playing awesome for what it's worth. Luca not having to do nearly as much offensively because Josh Green is somehow four for seven from three. What, what a time to be alive. But Brooklyn also on this back-to-back. Interesting rotations here in this first half. Dennis Smith Jr. has played a lot in his first game back, which I didn't necessarily see happening here at this point in time. But is it that shocking? No. I mean, they were playing a lot of minutes for the likes of Lonnie Walker. But what is surprising... 49-43 at halftime. My over. Not looking so good there. <laughs> looking absolutely horrendous, if we're going to be honest. But uh, overall, as I start breaking down other spots on the board, I do think this is one that I want to revisit because I think Brooklyn will be a dog when this line comes out to begin the... Whatever. What an evening hour here. As we get closer to the evening into tomorrow morning, unless we get news after the game that Luca's sitting or Kyrie's sitting or both are sitting, you're going to have Brooklyn as a dog at home. And I think that's very fascinating now that they've gotten healthier, now that they can play big minutes for guys, even on these back-to-backs, and should be getting Ben Simmons back, considering he just sat out the front end of this back-to-back. You have Dorian Finney-Smith. I doubt he returns here in this spot. Still sounds like he's a couple games away. Dayron Sharp, do-do-do-do-do-do. A couple games away as well. But between Dinwiddie, Cam Thomas, Royce O'Neal, Lonnie Walker, there's a number of other, like, pieces that used to be bench guys that can play big minutes at if need be. 
like specifically, sorry, did I, I think I said that wrong. Cam Thomas, Royce O'Neal, Lonnie Walker. That's what I was getting at. Okay. I might've said something wrong, but either way, I want you guys paying attention to this spot. Brooklyn money line is going to be the lean. I think we might get some value from the get-go here because again, left to their own devices. Do you trust Tim Hardaway Jr. to go score the basketball? I don't trust Tim Hardaway Jr. to go score the basketball. I don't trust Tim Hardaway to watch my dog. I don't know why he's probably a nice guy but i'm just saying like his job he's not good at his job but then you're asking him to watch your dog that'd be you know what let's go to the next game shall we orlando plus three and a half taking on miami all right now it gets ramped up a little bit because this one was border lock border border lock border lock territory <gasps> we're gonna work with that hmm that's a border lock that's what this is. That's literally what it is. It's in the moment. You know when that magic just, it's palpable. It's like apple pie from your grandma. It's like, um, can't believe that was the second analogy that was going to come to my head. We're not going to say that out loud. Orlando plus three and a half taking on Miami, my friends. There are some low points props existing in this one, but I understand it because two thirteen and a half. That's not exactly, um, <clears throat> It's not exactly good, but you have a perfectly healthy Orlando team, and yet we're going to dive back into them. You have Tyler Hero, who's probable to come back. He had headaches, kind of a weird deal that was going on with him. Duncan Robinson is out of concussion protocol, but still listed as questionable entering this basketball game. So you could be looking at two pretty healthy situations, and I'm still trying to figure out how Miami's usage is going to break down when healthy. You have Rozier, Hero, Butler, Adebayo. Everybody needs shots. Bam, played pretty bad the other night, we're going to be honest. Got to start scoring in the lane, bro. But Orlando, this is fascinating. They got Gary Harris back. Talked about that, how it was going to affect Jalen Suggs when I was breaking down prize pick stuff. Again, slammed over the 18 fantasy score over there. He ends up going for 30-plus against Minnesota. But we're just looking at points here. And this is a really low opener here at minus 115, minus 120 across the industry right now. Only three books where it's available. But I think it's going to be opening right around this number, 9.5-10, everywhere. Nine and a half being the prevailing number is a little bit crazy for me for Jalen Suggs. Now, again, I understand Gary Harris is back, but we just saw this play out back-to-back -back games against Minnesota and Detroit. He played 36 and 28 minutes, respectively. He averages nearly 20, 12 and a half this season. And yeah, they're facing Miami and they play lethargic slow basketball, just like Orlando does. But this is still nine and a half for Jalen Suggs in a spot where you're just Miami is actually gettable here when you're talking about the guard positions and Tyler Hero, Josh Richardson, Terry Rozier. Those are the weak links of this defense for, for Miami. I'm just, I'm trying to understand why Jalen Suggs opened at nine and a half, considering he's only, every game until this point, he's opened north of that number. I'm very confused. So we're just going to bet it. Again, the beauty of the i forgot what my joke was i forgot it i forgot it Hang border on. like border like thank you producer jacob attention the great state of arizona you my friends just got bet 365 going live in your lovely lovely state you now have the grand canyon you now have scottsdale and you also have the waste management open coming up this weekend and if you are looking to get some action in on that 
Why not over at Bet365, where they are literally giving you $150 in bonus bets just by betting $5 when you sign up at the link down below and take advantage of signing up at Bet365. Again, Arizona, live in your state. It's also live in Kentucky, New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Colorado, Virginia, Louisiana, and Ohio. Again, this used to be just in four states. Bet365 is blowing up here across the country now, and we're happy to be bringing you guys an awesome opportunity. Nine states, $150 in bonus bets when you sign up, deposit $5 or more, bet $5 over at Bet365. Sign up for that down below. It's only if you're 21 and over, 18 and over. If you're in Kentucky, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> Back to the picks we go. Oh, this one's filthy. Again, I don't get in the habit of trying to bet unders the night before on this show. And here's why. Because generally, news is only going to wait work against you. It's rarely going to ever work for you. What I mean by that is that I'm positive that if you were to bet an under on a Jalen Brunson and you were to rule out Julius Randle once upon a time, obviously, I had no way of knowing that that was going to be coming down the pipeline. It has nothing to do with the performance, nothing about breaking down everything from team to team. It only is bad information, and I want actionable information for you. And so I've gotten away in the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you noticed, but I've gotten away from going towards unders in the prop department. I generally give you my best over that is projecting up at the time, no matter what. If you haven't noticed that, well, it's probably because you like betting overs anyway. But a lot of odd shopper is betting unders. A lot of odd shopper is literally understanding that, that markets are inflated by public betting, of some of these overs it's just the way the cookie crumbles shout out bruce almighty but we're going to talk two unders that i think look really really good here from the onset it's the memphis grizzlies taking on the new york knicks and obviously you've had the knicks go completely berserk here of late until running into that buzzsaw that was lebron james and company the lakers played a really really nice fourth quarter ended up taking down that w but you're getting the Memphis side. John Conchar, questionable. Vince Williams, questionable. Santi Aldama, questionable. Xavier Tillman, doubtful. Jake LaRavia, out. Marcus Smart, out. Desmond Bain, out. Brandon Clark, out. Jaron Jackson Jr., doubtful. And Zaire Williams, out. Oh, did I mention that John Morant character? He's out, too. And Victor Oladipo is never going to play on this roster, ever. He has a torn patella tendon, and I doubt he's ever going to play there. Oh, Derek Rose is questionable, too. Have you noticed there's some guys... People who are hurt for Memphis, by far the most snakebook team that exists here in the entire association. But here's the thing. This total is sitting at 216 for a reason. Twofold. One, Memphis can't put the ball in the basket. That's a problem. And two, they're at least out there trying defensively because they really have no other way of, of competing. They have to stop teams from scoring the basketball. Now, it kind of works twofold here. One, it's going to be slow paced, grinded out, kind of the way that Tom Thibodeau likes to be coaching his basketball teams as is anyway. But two, blowout potential could end up being the, the double-edged sword here. So we have opening numbers on the Knicks side of things. Memphis, we have no idea when we're ever going to get props. We didn't get props there like the entire day uh, last time out. It was, it was tough sledding there on Sunday. But I think here on Tuesday, the Knicks... These are some big opening numbers that we're looking at now. They're not as big as they've been in some of these spots, but the Jalen Brunson one is the largest points prop we've had for him of the season. 34 and a half. Jalen Brunson's at 34 and a half in a game with a 216 total. He is supposed to account for nearly freaking 20% of the scoring from this basketball game. I think not, friends. 
There is a blowout potential. There's also, they don't have to run him into the ground potential. There's also, hey, let's get Miles McBride thrown in there potential because you are buying in at the absolute tippy top. This is the most public number that's going to exist in the prop market the entire day. I love watching Jalen Brunson. You love watching Jalen Brunson. Our parents probably enjoy watching Jalen Brunson. He tries really, really hard. He's tiny and small, and he's basically everything Isaiah Thomas thought that he was. That's not my quote. That's my buddy's quote. I don't want to misquote myself. But anyway, Jalen Brunson, I've got him in for 38 minutes, and as such, got him around 31 and a half points. I like the under, but that's not all, my friends. Dante DiVincenzo is sitting at 32 and a half PRA. He's been awesome. This is the Villanova Knicks right now. You got him, Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson, all of them hanging out, having a great time, running it back like it's the 2015-2016 Nova season. I'd like to see Jay Wright come hang out courtside sometime. Why haven't we seen a Jay Wright courtside seating? Like, come on, bro. You're not. What's he doing? Anyway. We're going to also take an under on the entire portfolio. 32.5 PRA, a little bit high for my liking. So again, try not to get in the habit of having too many unders on the board here because again, news always breaks away from these guys and that it get made fun of and everybody's a mean, mean person. But overs can generally have news break for you. And if the guy gets ruled out like Garland today, well, it's very rare to have it go back and burn you again. It burned me to some extent because I thought you'd play more minutes. But let me check in because it's actually a competitive game. Did Garland go over 13 and a half? We're going to find out right now. Nope, he's still at 11 with 10.45 left here in the fourth. That's enough talking about this one. My Minnesota Timberwolves taking on the Chicago Bulls. Another disturbing, disgusting spot for sure. 2.15 and a half. We have some low, low totals that exist here. Uh, next thing you know, Shorty got low, 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 low. Looking forward to that on the old classic music radio station. Honey, turn it up. It's low. It's going to be weird times, let me tell you. Apple bottom jeans. Boots with the fur. guys want me to tell you what i'm gonna bet because that that seems more important anyway my minnesota timberwolves first and adjusted net rating uh on the defensive side of ball number two in the entire western conference behind the oklahoma city thunder yeah now oklahoma city under has the tie break right now 35 15 it's gonna be a fun chase down to the end of the season although i did see a thing where the clippers are valued like 55 percent chance of getting the number one seed because of their strength of schedule in the second half pretty wild stuff but anyway you guys don't care about that you care about betting today how about something from the Bulls side going up against rudy gobert who's been the best defensive center of the entire year <laughs> yeah but here's the thing those numbers have really really changed here on the booch side of things to account for the matchup and that, my friends, is where I think we want to dip our toes into the pool. Hopefully the mid-range game can be there for one Vucevic here. Hope so. Again, this really has to do with like a really, really drastically undercut number. He averages 17 points, 10 and a half boards again. Uh, that tells me that it's 27 and a half, which is two more than 25 and a half. But then there's also no Levine. There's also potentially no Caruso. And well, they've been playing through them a lot more here. I think 25 and a half points plus rebounds is a good play here. I didn't see that coming. I don't attack Rudy Gobert like ever. In fact, I do the opposite. I bet Alperin Shangoon's unders to the moon, knocks in the moon last game. So yeah, this is weird. This is, this is awkward. Whatever. This is like my game of the day here. I'm really excited about it. And yet I can't find a play for you at the moment. Oklahoma City, three and a half point 
favorites going into Utah, and Utah brought it up. Well, they play at elevation. They obviously have a, a built-in home court advantage as such. And also, they're starting to figure out their rotations. They're starting to play some really good ball. That ridiculous fourth quarter against Milwaukee. Winning a fourth quarter by 27 points against Milwaukee with Giannis is not some small feat. That is for sure. And Oklahoma City bring it up all the time. They are second in adjusted net rating in the entire NBA. Now first above Minnesota in adjusted net rating. That's basically encapsulating everything that you do. Uh, net points per 100 possessions. You, you adjust it for strength of schedule and voila, tough act into active. Boom, tough act internet. Sorry, John Madden, I suck. Anyway, we're continuing on. Utah side of this one. <sighs> I really want something. I really want something to be available here. But again, I'm just double checking my notes and I have nothing on the Utah side because everything's perfectly efficient because they continue to be super insanely healthy. Every single piece on the roster, super, super healthy. Like Casey Wallace got dinged up. I doubt he ends up playing Jalen Williams. He's questionable. They would really like him to play basketball. And I think this line would actually move a point or two in the other direction for to account for it because he matters. They really want him playing basketball. Of course, I'm leaning towards the Oklahoma City side, but I just can't do it right now. Utah have just been out, out of their minds here at home this season. Got done with that long road trip, came back, beat Milwaukee with that fourth quarter. And now playing good basketball. I also want to play the over here, but I can't do that either. These are just so close to being on the card. But considering all the other plays that I already have here, more plays that I'm sure I'm going to add as I revisit stuff and as more numbers drop tomorrow, don't get overexposed in life or in betting. Phrasing. I'm terrible. Let's talk odd shopper quick, shall we? Friends, OS Premium Tools, Discord Insider Access, everything $14.95 for the week, $49.95 monthly. Again, the Discord alone used to be $20 per week. It is now $14.95, and when you use promo code LINDY, L-I-N-D-Y, 20% off right now. Yeah, everything. Our expert picks, our Discord, our premium tools, and again, the positive EV tool. That is the holy grail of what we do here. As you pull up Odd Shopper tomorrow, you might see some fancification, I will say. Looks awfully good over there. Awfully beautiful. So head to hodgehopper.com. Check out everything we have to offer. But again, sign up for that down below and use promo code LINDY, L-I-N-D-Y, when you do, to get that first week for 12 bucks or your first month for 42 One more game. Let's get to it. And we reach the lock of the evening in the very last game. This is more of what producer Jacob expects from me. Again, it's not a bias. It's not on purpose. It just seems like later on in the night is when a lot of these locks have shown up throughout this entire season. And, well, this plays into that. You have two terrible against the spread teams. I mean, as you can tell, <laughs> the books are loving Milwaukee and Phoenix this season because, again, they are publicly backed. They were two of the favorites out of the East and out of the West, respectively. And they have not lived up to expectations. 1930 and one against the spread for Milwaukee. 1929 and two for Phoenix. I forgot it's above my head and you could have just read it, but you know, whatever. There are people probably just listening to me in the car or something. So there you are. Anyway, Milwaukee plus four here in this spot. They just had an epic collapse there in Utah. Again, 27 point differential in the fourth. When you have Giannis and Lillard on your team, don't know what's going on with Damian Lillard lately, but I gotta say, you're not excited about it if you're a Milwaukee fan, that's for sure. As for the Phoenix side, you're pretty excited about what you just saw from Bradley Beal the other night in Washington. Everybody uh, taking their shots at, at former teams, Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. He's a 
DC guys, so it was one of the two narratives there. Bradley Beal ends up going out and just going completely bonkers in that first half. Ridiculous little number, but friends, there is one tried and true fact about these TNT Evening Tuesday games. Devin Booker, he cares. I, I don't really think about narratives ever when it comes to betting, but again, it doesn't hurt to have a good feeling about a guy going into a TNT premier basketball game, and that's what we have before us. And they're favorites. But now let's dig into the numbers of why it is that I am in love with the over of 27 and a half points for Devin Booker at this opening number. First off, Milwaukee. Come on now. Second in terms of pace. Actually, third now behind. Uh, they're second in the. Good job, Eric. We're going to keep going. 102.2. Number of possessions per 48 minutes. 102.2 of them. That is fast. Third fastest team in the NBA as it stands right now. And you have Damian Lillard, who can't guard you, can't guard me, can't guard anybody here at this point in time. That's a useful thing to have uh, in handy as well. He's going to need to be out on the floor a lot, and that is only positive, only positive when it comes to anybody on the other side. Now, Malik Beasley probably going to be getting more of this duty. Might be fun to be Bradley Beal, but I want to break down how this has really panned out between that quote-unquote big three. Kevin Durant, 29.5% usage. Bradley Beal, 23.5% usage sharing the floor together. Devin Booker is at 30.6%. 30.6% usage. He's going to play 36, 38 minutes, potentially more here in a competitive spot. And his points prop is at 27.5 when I have him north of 30 as a pure projection. Now, obviously, want you guys utilizing a market-based approach, finding the best line when you guys get up in the morning over at Odd Shopper. But I'm telling you, anything up to 29, I would be firing on the over. So you have a point and a half of cushion here. I think Phoenix goes out, makes a statement here. I'm not going to be betting it uh, because I think it is a pretty efficient number, although Milwaukee... They have that Giannis character. No, nobody can guard that Giannis character, so it is what it is. But Devin Booker going to go berserk 27 and a half points. I love myself the over. You should love yourself the over. Let's get the heck up out of here. And that does it for another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Likes. So you know what to do. Go to that comment section below. Let me know your favorite plays that exist here on the board for this lovely little seven gamer we have before us on Tuesday. Smash the like button as you get out of here. Check out Bet365 if you're in one of those nine states I've list listed off. And congratulations to you, Arizona. You just got it active in your state. So Bet5, get $150 in bet credits. Utilize that on the waste management this weekend. On the Super Bowl Sunday, I heard that's important. We'll talk about that in the NFL Lindy's coming up on Friday. Uh, thank you, Producer Jacob, for usual. Until next time, friends, I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the NBA streets on Tuesday.